0: We are back after a little hiatus for episode 43 of the Ricky Henderson podcast, the greatest of all podcasts, GOAP. Glad to have a GOAP OG Martin Gallegos on here. Thanks a lot for coming back, man. How you doing?
1: Hey Alex, I'm good, man. Thanks for having me again. It's been a while.
0: Yeah, yeah. So again, Martin's a A's beat writer for MLB.com. He's been riding the wave since February. Uh, but dude, so uh, it's, it's Wednesday morning. The A's uh, have lost the first two games of this four game setting against the Mariners. They've lost seven straight against Seattle. Why can't they crack uh, Seattle, dude? What is it? Like, you look at their team, and you're like, who are these guys? And then the A's can't beat them, you know?
1: Yeah, no, I mean, we wonder the same thing. I mean, it's like, it's like they play the same game over and over again, too. <laughs> Especially the last two days, it's literally been identical. I mean, they get down early. The starter, A starter doesn't go that deep and gives up a couple early runs. And then on the other side, on the offense, the A's can't really muster anything against the Mariners starter. And then, you get to the bullpen; it's just kind of it's just lackluster to to the yeah. end.
0: Yeah, um, yeah like yeah. two hits the last couple, last few yeah. innings or something like that. It's crazy, yeah. dude. It's like this. Yeah, it's crazy how it's like the same game every single time. Yeah,
1: yeah, and it's like I don't know. I mean, you look at the Mariners pitching, and it's like there's not really any like notable names there. I mean, Marco Gonzalez yeah. yesterday, I mean, he's he's been solid, but I mean, they don't have any like people that you would classify as like world beaters. But I mean, it's just it seems like this lineup just doesn't have an answer. Like they, they don't know, yeah. you know, how to break through against against this pitching. They'll hit like maybe a couple of solo homers like yesterday, but um they can't really string together like rallies, especially as the game goes on later. It seems like the at batches keep getting worse and worse. And that's been a pattern against them all season.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, like. Like I, I, yeah, I just don't know. Like I was looking on Baseball Reference, I was like, literally, who are their top players? And like by WAR, it's Ty France, J.P. Crawford, and Chris Flexen. So it's not like you know they're like some heavy hitters. Like, and it's crazy they have the same record as the A's. So obviously you know they're doing something right. Um, <laughs> wow. uh, and, and so do you think the A's are done? I mean, we were just talking a little bit off camera. I mean, basically the A's have to go nine and two or ten and one the rest of the way, and then hope that the Yankees and the Blue Jays play around. They have to I think they have to go five and six, because if they either go six and five, like uh, like the Blue Jays and the Yankees, they both hold the tiebreaker over the A's. So, I mean, I know it's not done yet, but do you, do you feel like it's just kind of marching towards that at this point?
1: I mean, it feels like I mean, the momentum is definitely, you know, not in their favor. I mean, yeah. you look at just their the record overall against teams above 500 and it's been terrible and, and they got to play all teams above 500. Mariners we know how difficult they are the Astros we know the troubles that they bring to this team so I mean it's it's not you know they're not officially out of it but I mean it's going to take something remarkable for them to 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 overcome what they're facing right now
0: yeah and, and if they do miss the playoffs do you think it's it's fair to like go all the way back to last offseason and look at the lack of investment like uh you know I would just kind of Playing devil's advocate and like, you know, if they sign Hendricks, if they sign Simeon, their, their salary would be like around 125 million, I think. And the league average is like 130. Um, I mean, do you think like this is just kind of a result of when you don't kind of like restock, uh, or I don't know, you know, bring those guys back, you know?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, it definitely it definitely gets it becomes a worse look when you look at, you know, Hendricks and Simeon, what they've done this year, both have been yeah, all star so you know, yeah. lights out players. Um and, you know, you'll go back, you'll go back and look at the off season. And I think everyone kind of knew Hendricks would be gone. I mean, he, he was so good that there's going to be so many people after him, but with a guy like Marcus Simeon, I think we all thought if there was one guy that could resign, might be him. And I mean, we all know the story, what happened there with the offer that they made and um, you know, yeah. didn't bring him back. And, and, you know, it's obviously his, his, his uh, loss has been felt huge. And um I mean, he partially could be responsible for ending the A season. I mean that that series they lost in Toronto and they got yeah. swept was that's a that might have been a turn one of the big turning points in the season because you look at where they are now they're they're three behind Toronto and they got swept in three games against Toronto and that kind of flipped the momentum of both teams' season going into that series Toronto was kind of you know on the ropes a little bit kind of hanging in there wondering if they're going to be legit playoff contenders that sweep really gave them life and they they've been hot ever since.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I was I was thinking the A's have had some really tough losses this year, but I still think that Semian loss that there that's got to be the worst loss of the year. Just like everything that, I mean, what they were up eight to two, right, and then they tied it again, and then <laughs> Semian hits that. I mean, it's so crazy, dude. Like so crazy. Um, and then I I also think it's interesting that Cole Irvin is like so Cole Irvin's pitching tonight for the Mariners, or against the Mariners and he's like public enemy. did you know he's like all the Mariners fans hate him I didn't realize this till his last start I saw some article did you know that
1: yeah I you know what I I think it was you know when he said those comments like I never even like thought anything about it and then I when they went to Seattle I was there and then a bunch of the Seattle writers came up to me and were like hey is Cole Irvin gonna like say anything this time about about the Mariners and I was like, what are you talking about? I yeah, like, oh, I
0: didn't I didn't know that until like a couple months later, and I saw all these Mariners fans on Twitter like, oh, that's what
1: you get, Cole Irvin, for oh, talking yeah.
0: shit or whatever. I was like,
1: what? And then, yeah, they, dude, hate, they hate him. They hate well, him.
0: dude, I went back and read that quote. I didn't think – I thought – yeah, I guess it was pretty bad. I don't know. He said, I think at the end of the day, just pick execution used to be better, and a team like that should not be putting up 10 hits against me or anyone. Right. I'm extremely disappointed in my efforts. So now, now Mariners fans hate him. And I thought it's funny. He's given up like two hits per inning against them, and like he has 0 and 3 at 8.49 ERA. So he has like his worst numbers against anybody against the Mariners.
1: Well, he's so. been bad against them, and each start against them has been worse and worse. I mean, the last one I think was really bad. They're just yeah. they came out like crushing them first couple of innings. So, so I think there's yeah, some like, extra
0: juice there, dude. I think there's some extra drama. I think the mariners like really are out to get him, dude. But uh I'll but be. But I mean, isn't it crazy? like just uh, overall through it, looking at the whole season, like how good of a pickup uh, Cole Irvin was for a cash consideration guy? And now I, I think I heard he's like in the top 10 in the American League in, in ERA or something like that. Um, I mean, just how, how good has Irvin really been to stabilize this rotation, especially, you know, I know he said had some ups and downs, but how good of a pickup has Irvin been this year? you know yeah I was
1: you know I was I mean I look up at the scoreboard yesterday and his ERA is still sub four and I was, I was like wow it's you know, a pretty impressive season he's put together especially given you know his recent struggles to still have a like yeah. a 391 or something ERA so I mean he, he had a kind of a stretch through the middle of the season where he was really consistent like you knew what you were going to get out of him every time out yeah um, and, and I mean considering I mean going into the spring training I mean none of us thought he was going to make the rotation I mean we thought at best, he could be like a bullpen piece, but he'd probably start the year in, in AAA. We thought, you know, Dalton Jeffries or A.J. Puck could be, you know, in line for that number five spot. And, you know, he impressed well. I mean, I remember that last start in spring training, he dominated against the Dodgers and that kind of punched his ticket to the to the opening day roster. And, you know, right away just established himself. Because after that, I mean, even when he was in the rotation, he himself could basically said like, yeah, I know I'm not going to be here for that long. Basically, until Mike Fires comes back, and yeah. um, you know, other stuff happened in the rotation, and he and he was able to stick in there. And I mean, he gave, he's given him really good work. I mean, he's kind of been like a yeah.
0: You
1: know, when Brett Anderson was here a couple of years ago, kind of similar, you know, output yeah. where nothing really fancy, but I mean, he goes out there and then, you know, not really much this month, but for most of the season, has given him, you know. Put them in position to win pretty much every time he goes out.
0: Yeah, he's he eats innings and he's. I. I. He just seems like he's in control when he's pitching, especially when he gets in that rhythm and everything. Like it's kind of crazy. And I'm just looking it up right now. It's crazy. The A's actually have four out of the top ten in the American League for ERA, and Bassett still qualifies. So yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy. So Bassett's at, uh, like third in the league. Uh, Frankie's at fifth, and then Irvin and Mania are ninth and tenth. So that's crazy, dude. Yeah. Uh, yeah yeah and uh and what how, how cool is it that Bassett is coming back I mean I, I thought KD was gonna be like the best comeback story of the year but I think Bassett I mean it's only been a, like you know a month and five days and he's he's gonna be in there tomorrow it's pretty wild right
1: yeah I mean I don't I mean nobody thought I mean we thought maybe he'd come back for maybe one start or at the end of the season maybe he might get two starts here which is which is crazy to think of I mean it wasn't that long ago that he But barely, you know, was able to eat solid food and and barely able to do like normal walking the dog type stuff. And now, you know, he's worked his way back into the rotation. I mean, just shows you what type of guy he is. I mean, from from the very beginning, he was like, Yeah, I'm gonna come back. That's just kind of his mentality. He's just, you know, a, a guy with a lot of determination. So um, you know, it doesn't really, you know, surprise you that he is back based on, you know, the way he was talking immediately after he never like doubted that this moment would come. So um, it's really cool. I mean, I know it's gonna be a really cool moment, especially yeah. to be, you know, coming at home, you know, at the Coliseum on Thursday to be able to get one more start in front of the home fans. And, you know, I mean, if the I mean, you know, at this point, I mean the A's could get any boost they can. I'm sure yeah. i sure they'll get a little bit of motivation from seeing their their all-star ace back on the mound and trying to will them a victory for however long he pitches. I don't know what the pitch count will be or anything like that, but um yeah. It'll be, I think, an emotional boost just to see him back on the mound again.
0: Yeah. And I I know when a lot of basketball players, when they break their nose, they have like, you know, like a a plastic guard. Is he going to have any facial? As as far as I know, he's just going to go out there, right? Like, he's like, is he going to have anything or no? Like, do they? Yeah, no,
1: it's it sounds like it. I, you know, we asked him if, if he had like even looked into that. He said, not really. Um, that's
0: crazy, dude. He's, he's just like so nonchalant (laughs) about it to me, which I think is like, he just coming back, like he hurt his shoulder or something, you know, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, he's definitely, I mean, he, I mean, he, he said that like, he doesn't really remember the the impact, which I guess is a good thing. I mean, he doesn't remember like he remembers before it and, and after it, when he like went to the hospital. So, I mean, if you could block that out of your mind, I guess it's a good thing. Um, you if know, He hasn't
0: watched a replay of it or anything. He hasn't yeah. plan on it, right? Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. So, I mean, if he feels, you know, comfortable going back out there this quickly, then, I mean, I guess that's a positive. You don't want to go out there feeling, you know, nervous about, you know, that possibly happening again. I think it's human instinct to feel that way. Yeah. But.
0: That's that's the first thing I think. It was like, dude, aren't you worried? Like, is it really worth it? Like, I don't know. Like, don't you want to wait till maybe next. Right. Give yourself a mental break. But I guess. that's why I'm not a pro athlete, (laughs) you know? Yeah, no, you guys
1: are different, man. They're building.
0: But, I I mean, you guys are around the team now and stuff. You guys – especially for home games, it seems like you guys have more access. Like, you know, you guys can kind of BS with the players. Uh, How nice is it to to have – you know, have you noticed a difference with him and KD back around the guys? Like, especially KD. Like, how how nice is it for the the team to have KD back, you know?
1: Yeah. No, I mean, they uh, (laughs) they all kind of – knew that he you know when he got back in the organization i think they all were hoping that you know at some point he would make his way back up here uh, i don't know if they thought it was that realistic but then obviously he went on that tear in triple a and forced yeah. his way back yeah. um, but i know they're i know they're excited for him to be back i know he's happy to be back i mean just um i saw him in toronto uh you know it was like right after he got called back up and it seemed like he was like truly just like grateful yeah. to be back because i don't i don't think he thought he would be back here, at least not this year. Maybe uh, I think think he probably looked at it like, you know, I put together a good showing, tend the season in the minors and then, you know, earn my way back in spring training next year or something. But um, for him to be back, I think he's really uh, just grateful to get another shot here. And I mean, he's, he's performed nicely. I mean, he hasn't homered yet, but I mean, he's, he's driving the ball and, and he's picked up some, some nice hits here in a short amount of time. And I think he's kind of showing that there's definitely still baseball left in the tank. And yeah, he's seen um, a lot of
0: doubles. It seems like he hits well, a lot of doubles, which is – like, he's hitting some to the right field gap, which is always a good sign, you know? So, yeah. Yeah.
1: And I know, I know, like, again, being reunited with all these guys that he played with for so long, I think it's definitely uh, – I think he's definitely, you know, rejuvenated by that as well, seeing a lot of old faces again and, and being around the clubhouse, being around the guys again.
0: And just for you as a reporter, has it been kind of, like, nice to just even have that access and, like, talk to players and just BS – we BS with players and stuff like that. I mean, it's feel kind of like return to normalcy for reporters too. this. this season. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. No, it's been great to be uh, back on the field again and, you know, being able to talk to guys and, and BP and all that, it's still kind of tough. It's not, you know, exactly like being able to go in the clubhouse and, you know, talking one-on-one on guys. I think yeah. with batting practice, it's a little difficult at times because it seems like players, you know, always got somewhere yeah. to go you yeah, know, yeah, they got yeah. to go back into the clubhouse. And you yeah. kind of at times got to get lucky and, and grab them at the right time. But um it's definitely cool. I mean, we definitely are able to, you know, you know, talk to guys a little more and you know, one-on-ones on the field. And um, it's been, I mean, it's obviously, I mean, you want that, you want to build yeah. that rapport with the guys, and so it's been a little bit better than it was obviously since last year. I mean, we'll take this in a heartbeat. I mean, it's been a lot, a lot more better in terms of access, not strictly just Zoom stuff and having Bob up and being able to talk to Bob Melvin in the dugout again is, is, it feels, you know, that's the time of the day where it feels like most normal again, you know, just being able to talk to him in the dugout again. So yeah, it's kind of cool. slowly getting back to what, what we were. Yeah. Who, who's like the easiest
0: player to BS with or who do you enjoy like talking with the most? Is there some player who like you have a good rapport with, or is there some guy you, you, you can chop it up with pretty good or who is that?
1: uh there's a few guys. I think. Me and Tony Kemp like to talk about our, uh, you know, addiction to shoes lately. Like, <laughs> we <went to laughs> yeah. Jordans. So Is he a big shoe head? Yeah yeah. He, yeah. yeah. We both got into Jordan yeah, yeah. ones like at the same time, like yeah. during the pandemic, and so we're talking about like what kind of shoes we're gonna get next. <laughs> about, like the Drake album dropping, like the favorite songs. Yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna use it as walk up song. So. Um, yeah, he's a good guy to talk to. Um, Petit's always been a guy that I always like kind of talk to every day, just about you know, baseball stuff. You
0: guys and, talking in Spanish or English? What are you guys talking
1: to? Yeah, no, I always talk to him in Spanish. He'll, he won't cool. let me talk to him in English. he like, <laughs> That's hella
0: funny, dude.
1: Yeah, I talk to him in English, so That's cool. I gotta talk to him in Spanish, but yeah, there's a few That's guys fun. like that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's all it's a good group, like they're all like pretty approach, really approachable. I mean, there's no like yeah, yeah, yeah. bad guys on this team. Um, so, I mean, that, I think yeah, that's always been a characteristic sure, yeah. about this team. They're all always kind of, you know, willing to talk and don't really like try to big league you or anything. So that's always nice. Yeah.
0: And, um, I mean, it's crazy. Like this whole season's, I, it seems like the season just started, but it's pretty much over at the beginning of the year. You you said Matt Ellison would put up like MVP numbers and he he's back to, I mean, he hit 37 danger last night, got, I think 103, 104 RBI, something like that. Um, are, are you i guess not surprised but i mean this is what you called but is it impressive to see that he's actually sustained this production for the whole he hasn't really i mean he had obviously every hitter has some slumps but he hasn't really tailed off all six months you know
1: yeah no i mean he's been consistent all year i mean he's been the one constant in that lineup i mean that you put him in that number three spot and you just could leave him there i mean you know he's gonna do something to help you win a ball game most nights um you know here in this last month he did kind of hit a little bit of a slump but I mean, he was so good for for so long. And even after the all-star break, I mean, everyone was kind of worried about, you know, is the home run derby going to mess up his swing? But he came out of the all-star break super hot. So um, he's just been really good all year. Um, And then combined with the defense he brings at first base, I mean, he's definitely going to get MVP votes. I mean, it's definitely going to come down to to Vlad and and, uh, Otani and see, you know, between those two. Who wins it but I think Matt Olsen definitely a top five I mean he's been so, so good
0: too. I think he'll be like a top five yeah yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah he's been yeah. great all year
0: yeah and do you think him and Chappie uh get gold gloves again this year I think Chapman will I don't know I I obviously it's it's kind of hard obviously you watch one team you are probably you know more locked into one team than everybody else but do you think Chapman and Olson have a chance of winning gold gloves again this year
1: I think Chapman yeah. definitely wins it yeah, right um I, think so, I was joking yeah. I was joking yesterday that Olsen, since he's good on offense again, that he'll get the gold glove because it's an Just because, offense. yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> That's what like always happens. offensive numbers, like. <laughs> like Salvi wow. Perez is going to get the gold glove for uh, for catcher just because he has 45 homers or yeah.
0: something,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, Olsen's been, I mean, Olsen's been I mean, he's had, he's had, he's had some, like, random errors here and there, but, I mean, his yeah. scoops are crazy. Like, I mean, yeah. I, I think there's something to account for that when you're looking at the at the analy- analytical numbers and all that. Um, but, I mean, he's great. I mean, I I don't know. Evan White won it last year, I guess. So, maybe it comes down to those two to see who wins it again this year. I haven't looked at Evan White's, you know, overall defensive numbers. So, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't really know. It's hard to watch everybody else's defense when you're just watching one team all day long. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and what do you make of James Caprillion's season? I mean, he kind of got yo-yoed. I know it was like some extenuating circumstances, too, but – are we were you surprised that they even consider moving him to the bullpen in the first place and not like Paul Blackburn or something like that? And, um, and, and are you encouraged by the way he responded in Anaheim?
1: Yeah, I know. He, I mean, he was like one of the big surprises of the year, especially that first half to like settle in as, as that, you know, fifth start that fifth. He starter. was so good. Yeah. He
0: was so yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. I
1: mean, he was on, I mean, he was on pace to be like rookie of the year candidate and then he kind of tailed off. I mean, I mean, I think, definitely fatigue i mean has affected him he's never thrown close to this many innings um yeah. but he's battled i i, I think that's the, the best characteristic he has i mean i enjoy that about him he like, he clearly like knows he's not going out there with his best on a given day especially here recently but he battles and somehow gets through like 5 innings and and is somewhat still in the ball game i mean he's not like getting shelled out there um so um I think with him going to the bullpen, I think that was more just if, you know, assuming it's between him and Blackburn going to the bullpen, I think you like having a guy like Caprillion stuff in the bullpen a little bit more, you know, going in the late innings. Maybe he could be like a multi-inning late inning guy as opposed to Blackburn. He's, you know, stuff, you know, not really power stuff. So you got to rely on him, you know, pitching the contact a little more. Um, And whereas Caprillion could kind of rack up strikeouts at times, but. Um, I mean, he respond. I mean, that's kind of the competitor he is. I think he was definitely upset by them even considering moving to the bullpen and he responded in that Anaheim start. So, I mean, who knows what's going to happen here going forward? He's Bassett's going to pitch in his spot and what happens with completely next is kind of up in the air. He could kind of piggyback out of the bullpen, but um, he's like a true competitor. That's that's like the thing I've noticed yeah. about him is like he goes out there and and like is super hard on himself if he's not, you know, pitching to his capabilities and I think this is only the beginning for him. I mean, as he gets more comfortable in the majors, I think he's going to be a really good starter. Maybe not a number one guy, but he's going to be like a really good 2-3 guy for a I long time. I think
0: so time. too. Yeah, I, I was going to say, like, between him and Jeffries, uh, just like the development they've shown. I'm sure Jeffries wanted to do more this year, but, um, I mean, do you feel like they're set up pretty well? I mean, between Irvin and Jeffries and Kaprilian, um, you know, they have some, you know, they have some known quantities in, in the rotation going ahead
1: you know yeah no yeah I mean with Caprillion I mean yeah he's gonna be great um he's gonna be really good I think for a long time Jeffries yeah I think next year is like
0: the beginning of like something special for Caprillion yeah yeah yeah
1: and Jeffries I think really uh um showed himself um that he's you know he brought himself confidence that he can pitch in the majors you know with that stinny out in the bullpen where he was really good and getting his first win in Anaheim earlier this year so I think that's gonna be good for him going forward as well and I mean the wild card also there is AJ Puck. I mean you know he had a rough go of it in the bullpen. I think they're trying to convert him back to a starter in Vegas now and he'll enter spring training hopefully healthy and yeah. maybe maybe that's when you know he finally gets to move into into the rotation. I mean maybe just kind of going back and forth from bullpen to starting this year could have kind of had an effect on him, you know, but he'll get a chance to start I think you know at some point here because I think ultimately that's what the A's still want him to do, so I mean, between those three guys, you have a pretty good, solid young core, and obviously you'll have a couple of the starters from this year coming back as well. So I think they're pretty set up in terms of how the rotation would work out.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then, yeah, I think Frankie Minaya and Montau should should all be around next year too, probably. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I was just curious. I was looking at Lazardo's number. Dude, he's getting lit up with Miami too. He's got like got like 70 RA, He's got like nine homers and 48 RBIs. I hope he figures it out down there. But yeah. um, Honestly, yeah, I don't know. I mean, so I, I kind of want to talk about the new guys. Do you think – I think Marte's – I don't think there's any way. I think I was reading an article. I think Mark Bowden – Mark Bowden, I forget to how to say – or Bowman, excuse me, um, He's running for the Athletic. And he even listed the A's as a possible desk, like the A's could keep him. I don't think there's any way they're going to be able to afford him, right? He's he's going to get paid. I mean, yeah. he leads the, the league in average and stolen bases. Like, he's going to get paid <laughs> fat this year, right? Like, he's gone, right?
1: It's, yeah. It feels that way. I mean, yeah. I- I mean, I don't I don't just based on, you know, the the way the A's have gone about recent off seasons, you don't think that they're going to be even anywhere close. I'm sure they would obviously they would love to bring him back. And I think Marte has enjoyed his time here as well. I I really think he likes this group, but I mean, he's going to get so many offers from so many different teams for a lot of money that I mean, I don't see a way that he comes back, honestly.
0: Yeah, I don't think so either, yeah. But I, I think the, the best player who has a chance to come back next year is Josh Harrison, and I think a lot of A's fans will like him to come back. I was surprised to see he's only making a million dollars this year. You know, he, he, um, he's been dealing with injuries. But just looking at second base next year, I feel like he could. they could pitch to him, like, yo, you could pretty much be your, our everyday second baseman. Um, looks like he had a lot of fun here. Do you feel like there's a possibility that Harrison could, uh, could actually come back and be within their price range?
1: I would think so. I mean, I think they definitely would explore that that avenue. Um, you know, he's yeah, such a, I mean, valuable piece just yeah. you know, with his ability. He could play all around the infield. Yeah, and, Melvin
0: loves those kind of guys. Yeah, yeah.
1: and, you know, he can play outfield as well. And he's really hit well. I mean, you look at everyone, you know, you look at Marte stats, and they've been crazy. But, I mean, you look at the way Harrison's hit since he joined the A's, and his, his numbers have been great, too. Um, and he's established himself as the leadoff guy here. You know, ever since Mark Canna kind of started slumping, he moved into that spot and, you know, he's he's ran away with it with with the way he's been able to kind of provide a jolt there at the top of the lineup. And I mean, you mentioned the energy and everything. I mean, he's just like a guy who really just seems to fit in here seamlessly with this this yeah. group of days. Um, I think I think he's going to I mean, the way he's yeah. playing, he's probably going to generate a little bit more interest than you probably originally thought to get but yeah
0: he's sitting 295 um, yeah that's crazy yeah. in today's game yeah
1: but yeah. in terms of yeah more realistic target i think he's definitely a guy who's a little more realistic in terms of maybe they could bring back uh-huh. um see see what he prefers i know he's an east coast guy so i don't know maybe you might want to go back east but yeah. um, i think if the a's present him with something you know that is attractive i think he definitely would consider it i think he definitely another guy who you know we see it all the time guys join this team and um, they kind of fall in love with the whole vibe here. I think he's a guy who certainly has enjoyed his time in Oakland. To this yeah. Point. I just
0: love the way he high steps and like, he just is always having fun. He's like talk, like playfully talking crap with the other team all the time. Like I love the way Josh Harrison plays. Dude. And I think fan, yeah. Fans here appreciate him too. Um, yeah. and, then, uh, and then Chafin, I was looking his price. So I, I was looking, he has like a $5.25 million mutual option um, next year. I, I, I just I don't know. Do the A's do the A's shell out that much money for an eighth inning guy? Um, you know, I know most most other teams would, but do the A's? And do you think Chafin would even want to come back? I mean,
1: yeah, I mean yeah. that's both. I mean both sides. Yeah. You got to see what yeah, happens. I don't really um, know. But I mean, I think the A's would. I I think if there's one thing they have, you know, spent money on over the past few off seasons, it's actually been relievers. Um, yeah. You know, going back to like Joaquin Soria, they kind of you know gave him a pretty big offer with bringing Jake Diekman back, they've, they've shown that they, you know, Rosenthal last year. So they, um, I think they value, you know, going out and getting like reliable veteran bullpen arms. And I mean, Chafin's been like arguably the top left-handed reliever in baseball this year. He's had only like a handful of games where he's like been really bad. Unfortunately, it's come in critical spots for the A's, but um, I mean, he's really good. You're not going to find many lefty options better than him. So if you could bring him back on that five million dollar option, I mean that that I would I do that they in should, a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah, but I
0: think just, they
1: have, yeah. But obviously being mutual, you also got to see what Chafin wants to do. Maybe he thinks, you know, I've, I've been so good this year, I'm going to get a bigger offer somewhere else. So yeah. maybe they kind of got to negotiate for a little bit more or something. I, I think, I mean, it, it seems like he was born to be an Oakland A with his
0: yeah <laughs> his mustache and the <laughs> so, yeah one thing i noticed is he never wears stirrups like when they wear the kelly greens he wears the solid dark green and i've always want to ask him like dude you gotta do the stirrups to complete the look i don't know what you're doing
1: yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. he's got an interesting look out there like he like wears the opposite socks of what what the jersey is that day like that wear the kelly greens and it wear like the forest green yeah uh, socks. It's, it's it's random i think he's
0: anti-stirrup for some reason it's too bad yeah uh, and, and then the last guy is Young uh, Yon Gomes. Um, he's, he signed to $6 million this year. Uh, he had a pretty decent year. He might be in the same ballpark for the same, maybe a five, $6 million contract next year. Uh, do you think the A's explore keeping him or just let Austin Allen kind of, you know, take over that. You know, and, and Austin Allen's a lefty, you know, um, I, yeah. I know there's a lot of questions marks about his defense, but do you feel like, you know, by next spring, maybe Austin Allen, they'll just go that route. I, as opposed to re-signing a veteran backup catcher?
1: Yeah, I think probably Gomes would probably be, I mean, for the role that he would have, it's probably going to cost too much. I mean, yeah. you probably don't want to spend that much money on a on a backup. Um, he's been really good. I mean, especially for the young pitchers, I think he's been a great resource. Um, yeah. He's almost like even
0: like surpassed. I I haven't looked at the games played lately, but it seems like he's playing more often than Murphy. Honestly, a little bit yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know
1: they've they faced a lot of lefties too recently, so he's been in there a lot. But um, you know he's, he's been really good. I I think um he fit in right away and and has helped out the pitching staff a lot with his like knowledge of the game. His knowledge of the game is great. I'm just like the way he studies. It kind of reminds me of when they had Jonathan Lucroy and just, um, his, uh, better in leadership, better in presence, I think he's better been a better hitter than, you know, Lucroy was at that point in his career, but, um, he's probably going to sign somewhere else. I would think for more of a, like a, maybe more of a platoon role where he would play a little bit more than he would play here. Cause it seems like the A's still, you know, believe that, you know, even though Murphy has kind, of, kind of had a down year on offense mm-hmm. and long term, he's still going to be the guy who yeah. could potentially, they, they think he could be an all-star one day. So, um, mm-hmm. I think they're, they're going to return to him getting kind of the bulk of the workload and, you know, probably going with, they have a few catchers in the minors who they could kind of use the guys like even better, other veteran guys like Carlos Perez and stuff. So they'll have, they'll have options there to kind of fill that void.
0: All right. I got like three big burning questions to wrap this thing up. Uh, is there any way at all the A's consider bringing back Marcus Simeon this off season, or is he just played himself way at the hell out of their price range? Like, He's going to be making 20 mil a year for multiple years. Kind of a deal.
1: Yeah, no, I think <laughs> he's <laughs> that ship gonna sailed. Get, <laughs> he's going to get paid somewhere else. I, I think he's going to come back to the West coast, honestly, but I think it'd be somewhere else. I don't know if it's going to be, it could be one of the California teams. I mean, could be, you know, maybe up North in Seattle. I don't know what they're thinking, but I think he's going to come somewhere out West but I mean, he's going to get paid and deservedly. So, I mean, he's having a monster year. I mean, yeah. 40 so, homers
0: yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, he deserves every dollar he's going to get. I mean, yeah. he's seriously, he, you know, you see guys all the time kind of take a chance on themselves, with one-year deals. And he, I mean, is the epitome of a guy who took a chance and is going to get rewarded for it. Yeah, so change positions,
0: different. moves all the way over there. Like, yeah, I'm happy for yeah. him, dude. Yeah. Um, And how long do you think Bob Melvin is going to be the manager for the Ace? Like, um i i know it, it seems like he kind of has carte blanche like kind of as long as he wants to do it but i know there was reports that him and the mets might go um you know everything runs its course at some point how, how long do you see bob melvin being manager for the A's?
1: yeah it's interesting you know he only has i think they i mean they gave him the extension but it's only for one year for so next year yeah. Um, yeah and you know the way this season has gone i don't think it's his fault that they're probably not going to make the i don't think it's his fault they're not probably not going to make the playoffs but Yeah. Um, you know, he's I mean, if he wants to stick around, I'm sure the A's would like gladly just tell him, Hey, here's another, you know, one or two year deal, and and, you know, he can go out there again. I think it's it does he want to go anywhere else? I mean, does he want does he feel like he like for his legacy or whatever that he wants to go out? I mean, he's getting kind of up there in age. I mean, he seems like a young guy, but he's actually you know pretty up there in age as well. So I mean, I don't know, I don't know how much he's never really said. A certain you know age that he wants to manage to, so that comes into play as well. But I think he's definitely comfortable here. So yeah, I, me
0: too. Yeah,
1: definitely tell that part of it. So, I mean, if the A's, as long as the A's want to keep him in the organization, I think they would want him. That you know that Mets thing was was interesting. I don't I don't know how much I don't know yeah,
0: how yeah 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 I don't really
1: know that has. It seems like yeah. kind of like just kind of random throwing just stuff. Speculation, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I don't think there's anything really concrete there to this point, but. Um, I think as, as long as he wants to manage, the A's, I think, will keep him around. I don't think they'll, I don't think they'd want to let him go because, I mean, he's such a, like, he's kind of like the face of this franchise at this point because he's been the one guy who's been there while the players have kind of got, come and gone. He's, he's, been there he's there kind of time led time. led teams to, to the playoffs with different faces all the time.
0: Yeah. All right. And last one. Uh, do you think it's possible that either of the Mats get traded this offseason?
1: That's going to be interesting, you know, because I've, you know, based on, you know, what happened with the pandemic and stuff, I think budget stuff is really going to be tight. Um, salary, you know, payroll, I don't know how much they can really add. And I mean, they have to kind of make a decision where do they think they can keep a window open to, to win these next couple of years, or do they want to like rebuild or start a rebuild and, you know, get a package, a big package for one of these guys. Um, I mean, I, I know Matt Chapman has had a down year a little bit, but I guarantee you there's teams out there who would, you know, love to have him. Especially um, the
0: way he's swung like the second half of the season. I feel like maybe his, his hip has kind of got back or whatever. Like he, yeah. he kind of looks like the old Chappie again, dude. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. He seems to be healthy again. So um, I don't know if it's a strong possibility. I think. I think it's possible that I they think get they listen pitch.
0: to offers, right? Like yeah. they probably listen to offers at least, right? Yeah.
1: I wouldn't say it's like highly likely that it happens. I would probably say it probably won't happen, but I think yeah. you're definitely gonna see like probably rumors out there and some would probably be substantiated that hey, this team has checked in on Matt Chapman or something. And yeah, yeah. Know, we'll see if anything comes of it. But um I think it's it's getting to I mean it's getting to that point where you know they're going through arbitration mm-hmm. and they're gonna get really expensive too. And we've seen that in years past, you know, when guys start to get expensive in arbitration, sometimes you know they go the route of you know trading a certain guy. So we'll see how that goes. But yeah,
0: Ol- Olsen's about to get a huge pay raise, dude. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. yeah.
1: And I mean they got a, a lot of guys going through arbitration. I mean, Chris Bassett, Sean Maniah. So I mean, the like the payroll is gonna yeah. have to keep going up regardless. So that, that's gonna be tricky for them to handle.
0: Yeah. Damn. Yeah, who knows, man? I I really think that this offseason, there's going to be some, yeah, they're at a crossroads, you know, it's coming up. Like, if it doesn't work, if they go on some miracle run this year, who knows, it's a whole different conversation. But it looks like they're going to have to really look at themselves in the mirror, like, all right, what are we doing here? So, um, all right, dude, thank you so much for your time, man. I really appreciate it. Uh, Good luck the rest of the year. You can always read his stuff at athletics.com, Martin Gallegos. Uh, Martin, thank you so much, dude.
1: No problem, man. Thanks for having me.